This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. The Growing Stage, the Children's Theater of New Jersey, located in Netcom, will present the world premiere production of And Then Came Tango on Friday, March 6th. Inspired by a true story, the play revolves around the case of two male penguins at the Central Park Zoo, who established a bond to hatch an orphaned egg. Written by Emily Freeman and featuring choreography by Jillian Petrie and original music by Paul Marbach, And Then Came Tango is a celebration of tolerance and the eternal instinct that guides one generation to care for the next. I recently spoke with the show's director, Stephen L. Fredericks. He's also the executive director of The Growing Stage. Okay, so let's start with the true story. What is the true story that inspired this production? Sure. In the late 90s, apparently at the Central Park Zoo, they had um, ordered a um, a female mate from the San Diego Zoo uh, so that they can continue the breeding program that they had uh, existed within their uh, penguin exhibit. And unfortunately, what had happened was that the San Diego Zoo went and sent a male instead of a female. So rather than sending the penguin back, they just merely put the penguin in within the exhibit with the other penguins. Um, around breeding time, they noticed that the two male penguins that had developed a friendship or a bond, um, as much as they could tell, um, were mimicking hatching an egg um, that was actually a rock um, as they saw all the other couples forming within the exhibit. Um, and at the same time, one of the uh, pairs uh, that had uh, they had started to the breeding process with rejected their egg so they replaced the rock with the uh, an egg and the two male penguins then hatched that egg and that that was the extent of it um, and unfortunately the climate at the time um, and though we all hope that it's much better today um, you know some some groups got wind of these two male penguins that had created a bond and they actually and literally started to protest um, that the uh, Central Park Zoo was promoting um, homosexuality within their their animals there at the zoo, which is totally ludicrous and it seems like it's not even possible, but uh, in fact it's a true story. And uh, there were protests and it was covered on the the local news stations in New York. and fortunately, you know, the Central Park Zoo didn't back down. They allowed the uh, the two to nurture an egg, and the egg was hatched and was named Tango. Um, and, and then at, in later times, one of the other uh, penguins, you know, because sometimes I guess the jury is still out whether a penguin's mate for light or not, but an, a female was introduced into the exhibit, and uh, one of the penguins that had helped foster the growth of this this egg um, left the male partner for a female, so I, I think it's all instinct at the time and the, <laughs> the moment things that happen at the moment. I don't know, but um, that's what the story is based on. And our playwright Emily Freeman, um, and it was written about in a book, um, and she saw the book, read the book as well as you know was familiar with the situation, and saw that it was a wonderful vehicle. Um, to just uh, present to young audiences as a way of introducing some difficult subject matter um, that's being covered in the press on a regular basis these days. And I guess this story got a fair amount of media coverage as it played out in real time? 
Yeah, at, at the time it was on Eyewitness News and they had reporters showing up uh, to cover the protesters that had shown up as well uh, to the Central Park Zoo, um, you know, to try to dissuade these two male penguins uh, from bonding because of the uh, irreparable damage it would have on our society. What made you think, I'm going to get this story on stage? The story, the way it was told, um, it really wasn't, um, you know, a reactionary theater piece as much as it was a, a, a very gentle telling and, and making people aware of how, you know, it, every generation naturally looks to foster the growth of the, the next generation. Um, and we saw a lot of value within that message and, and wanted to be able to share it with our audiences. It's always been a challenge for us to be able to um, to demonstrate that our genre of theater um, has value beyond what uh, some people consider kiddie theater or that you've got to be dressed in a fur costume in order to be able to do uh, children's theater or do fairy tales and such. We've always um, historically been pushing that envelope um, and doing plays that uh, really uh, engage families in discussions after the performance that uh, that kind of broaden the world for our young audiences and uh, you know offer a unique perspective that they may not otherwise have uh, within our immediate community so right there and then and and in the way that the story was being told by Emily uh, and the way that she had developed her characters uh, it was just a natural choice for us uh, to be able to give it this next step uh, in development Tell me a little bit about The Growing Stage. It sounds like a pretty unique theater company. Well, we're the only professional theater company in the state of New Jersey that has its own facility. Um, and it's something, the Children's Theater is what we're dedicated to year-round in all of our programming, whether it's concerts that we hold on our stage, um, our educational programs that we offer young people um, from preschool through high school. Uh, the summer camp that we do, or the studio series, which is our all-youth perform productions. Um, everything that we do is um, trying to bring the performing arts to young people and their families. Um, and we're one of, I would say, probably roughly at uh, 25 across the country now. Um, it used to be a lot less than that when I first started the organization back in 82. Um, but uh, I'm thrilled with the, seeing the growth and the development in our genre of theater because I think it has a lot of value, uh, particularly as the arts are being dropped um, from our school educational programs. So with this world premiere production of And Then Came Tango, what can audiences expect to see on stage? How are you bringing this story to life? Well, it's a, it's a very gentle tale that's being told with the, you know, it's about a relationship that happens with a young girl who's 10 years old. Her name is Lily, and she, she's been a junior zookeeper, part of the program there at the uh, Central Park Zoo. Her mom is single, and she goes and she, she builds a relationship with a gentleman named Walter, who's an older gentleman that's been at the zoo for years, and... Um, and, and, and so the three of them tell the story of what's going on. But the story of the penguins themselves and the relationship with the penguins is actually told by um, some professional modern dancers that we have that are portraying the penguins um, that are really bringing the story to life through dance and through music. Um, and we're real excited about how, you know, adding that element uh, to the piece 
because it only enhances the story and it doesn't burden with a lot of dialogue as far as what's happening and, and what choices are being made by the penguins. Rather, it's showing uh, through movement just the, uh, the bond that's created to foster the growth of this new egg. Um, and, and, and seeing a young girl through the, innocence eyes of a, the innocent eyes of a young girl being able to see that um, what's really happening as opposed to what other people are focusing on uh, with their protests and their, um, their un- being uncomfortable with the situation. And not only is this a world premiere, it's also the debut of a young actor from New Jersey, Savannah McLaughlin. Tell us a little about her and what she brings to the role of the central character, Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savannah is the youngest sister of about three other McLaughlin children that have performed with our theater over the past years. We have a policy that we don't work with young people until they're 10 years old because we want them just to kind of, you know, uh, enjoy being a child up until that age. And, and it's also, it's, it's stressful. So Savannah was very excited to finally turn 10 years old um, and to be able to participate in this play. But she just has a very natural gift of enthusiasm. Um, she's, uh, you know, she's developing a wonderful relationship with our professional actors that are alongside her up on that stage. And, uh, you know, she really is conveying that innocence that I spoke of earlier um, that with the character. Um, and what's really important, the, you know, the importance is that the, the two male penguins aren't eating, so we need to take care of them. They want to be able to, nurt, you know, have an egg as well, but they can't. Um, so why don't we just give them the one egg that's not being, you know, that's sitting under an incubator light instead? I mean, let's try to solve problems here with what, you know, and with common sense. And uh, so it's, it's wonderful to hear that fresh perspective. Um, and coming out of the mouth of babes, so to speak. I haven't seen it. Nobody has yet, except for you and your team. But it seems like the kind of story that operates on two levels. Obviously, it sounds like a great story for children, but with some social, if not political, relevance that might give parents something to think on. Uh, Absolutely, but it's not done in a heavy-handed way. Um, And I think that that's just as important uh, to, to convey to our audiences is they, they, they shouldn't be concerned about that, that the, a lot, because the story, the greater story, um, and the emphasis on this, while some people are reacting to it in a, in, in a negative way, um, the protesters that are um, a part of the story as well, and the newspaper report or the news reporter that comes in to cover the story, you know, have their, their perspective about it. The, the strength of the piece and what the, the actual message of the piece is that you know the, that regardless of, of what we are or who we are, um, that we, we're concerned about what's coming next, about that next generation. And I think that love uh, is, is, that's conveyed in the story is really the emphasis of it, uh, acceptance and love and understanding. And I think those are messages um, that will resonate with any family regardless of of any concerns they may have on the subject matter itself. Stephen L. Fredericks, Executive Director of The Growing Stage and Director of And Then Came Tango. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. And Then Came Tango runs from March 6th through March 29th at The Growing Stage in Netcong, New Jersey. For tickets and more information, go to growingstage.com.
And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.